Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. I'm a confidence coach that empowers women to lose the emotional weight and gain the confidence to look and feel irresistible at any size. Now, before we jump into today's episode, if you haven't done so already, make sure you click in the notes and download my free five-step action plan. And when you're doing that, you will also be prompted to sign up for my free online masterclass where I'm going to share with you my three tips to, or three secrets rather, of how to look and feel irresistible without another diet. Now, let's go ahead and jump in. So today we're talking about the victim mindset. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is the victim mindset? What is this all about? And um, I was inspired (laughs) to do this episode after I was watching recently, I kind of binge watched a season of Intervention. And Intervention is where they follow around these drug addicts or alcoholics and they're staging an intervention with their friends and family. One of the things that I've noticed is that there's this common theme between the addicts and a lot of their family members, and that's the victim mindset. And as I was watching that, there's so much of what they're saying and doing that I can relate to, and not because I've never been a drug addict, I've never been an alcoholic, but as someone who was a chronic binge eater with food addiction, I get it. Like I understand some of the feelings and the desires and the the ability to not be able to quit um and and just not being able to take responsibility for my actions. And I was like, "Yes." I was like, "I have got to talk about this with my girls on the Irresistible You podcast because victim mindset um denial, binge eating and bad body image are like they're like one big party, right? They all hang out together. And until you can break free and understand or even recognize that maybe you have a victim mindset. And like I said, that's why that denial is a big piece of it. Cause a lot of people are going to be in denial about, well, that's not me. I don't have that. I, I'm not that person. But that's what we mean when we're talking about losing the emotional weight, because the emotional weight is the victim mindset. It's denial. It's the BS stories you tell yourself. It's all of the, and what I call the inner fat girl talk. It's all the things that you're carrying around that no one else can see, but it's weighing you down and it's holding you back. And that's why I was like, yes, I have got to talk about this with my girls because This is a big one. This is a big piece of the journey. So I want you to listen. I want you to take notes. And before we kind of dive into what some of those common things are with the victim mindset, I'm going to talk about some of the the five um, ways to identify if you are experiencing this. I want to get everybody on the same page and just talk about what is the victim mindset in the context that we're talking about today. So um, the victim mindset is ultimately a feeling of you being powerless over your life and over your circumstances, right? It's, It's a personality trait where, you know, you are the victim and everything that happens in your life is, is someone else's fault. It's never your fault and everything that happens, happens to you. So... 
the victim mindset, that person may or may not have actually been a victim of something, something horrific or trauma at some point in their life. Um, but some people haven't. And they, it's just a thing that they have acquired over time. So I'm not going to get into that piece of it because that's really going down the road of, of psychology. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. Um but we're going to talk about victim mindset in the context of emotional eating and body image because it's really important for you if you want to heal, if you want to, you know, become irresistible you, you have to ask yourself, do I fall into these buckets? Am I am I displaying this type of behavior? And if I am, okay, now I I realize that and I need to make changes to move forward. Make sense? Okay, so um, a lot of times that victim mindset is learned. It's an acquired behavior. And so when we have learned and acquired behaviors, we often don't realize that we're even doing it, right? So I remember back in my early 20s, and believe it or not, it was my husband that called me out, right? And that's one of the things I always loved about him, like, I, I can tend to be a little bit of a spoiled brat <laughs> at times. And um, I'm a Leo. I'm used to getting my way, right? Um, I'm a Leo and I'm, I'm a type 8 on the Enneagram. So I've, I've got all that going for me. And it can look like I'm trying to be a spoiled brat, which maybe sometimes I am. I don't know. Um, but he said to me one time, he was like, you've got to stop playing the victim. And I was like, whoa, buddy, who are you talking to? <laughs> like um what because I had never even like heard that phrase before I had never even been told like I didn't even know it was like raising awareness to this thing that I was doing and that for me was like okay all right so now I get it right and I and I can look back on my life and see yes girl you were really you were doing these things right and there's a couple different ways that you can start to recognize if you have a victim mindset. And so number one, is, and these aren't all of the things, but I'm just going to talk about some of the common the common actions that I see based on my own experience with binge eating and body image and things that I've seen in clients as well. And number one is that you always have an excuse. There is always an excuse for why you're overweight, why the diet didn't work for you, why you can't stick to any plan, why you hate your body the way it is. or it, Like there's always an excuse. And when you fall into this bucket, this is where you're, you, first and foremost, you refuse to take any responsibility for where you're at in your life. It's everybody else's fault. So for example, I'm fat because um, I'm fat and hate my body because I had kids, but your kids are like five years old already, right? I'm fat and miserable because, you know, I work too much and I don't have time to make good food or I don't have time to go to the gym. And even when you present a person like this with a amazing solution, they will find ways about why that solution is not going to work, right? So if, like you're nodding your head yes to all of this or you're seeing that like, this is you, you really need to pay attention because 
if you continue to stay in this mindset, you're never going to heal your binge eating and your relationship with your body, right? So number one is there's always an excuse. Everyone's out to get me. You know, this person is, the person that exhibits this is always negative. They're always pessimistic and they're looking for the bad, always looking for the bad. Um, I remember when I was, um, so for those of you that don't know, I've worked in training and development my entire adult life. And I used to do a ton of training in person where we were launching different training programs and initiatives and things like that at the company I worked for. And there were some of these work um, employees there that no matter what you presented to them, they would raise their hand and debate you. And they would always have something negative to say. And no matter how positive you would spend anything, they always looked for the bad, right? So that is like clue number one that you're carrying around a victim mindset is that you always have an excuse about where you are, why something won't work, and why it's everybody else's fault, okay? Um, Number two is that it is everyone else's fault, So number two, it's everyone else's fault. This is another big indicator that you have a uh, victim mindset. And this was one of the things I saw when I'm watching Intervention, especially from a lot of the parents and the family members. It's never their child's fault that they're a drug addict. It was the boyfriend they got hooked up with or the girlfriend. And, oh, it certainly wasn't their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. Their whole childhood was perfect, according to the parent. But then you bring in a third party or you bring in the addict themselves, and that's never the story, right? So the victim mindset is stating it's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. I can't lose weight because my husband won't go on a diet with me. How many times have you told yourself that? If my husband or my spouse would just get on board, then I would lose all my weight. Girl, I used to say that all the time. All the time. All the time. I can't lose the weight because my husband's not on board. Or I've heard this one. Um... You know, it's just too hard because if I want to start eating healthy and taking better care of myself, I have to cook two meals because my kids aren't going to eat healthy food. Well, what the, what the, what the what are you teaching your kids by cooking them something different that's, that, that what isn't healthy? Like that is the biggest bullshit excuse I've ever heard. So it's always someone else's fault. I can't lose weight because uh, I'm too busy, right? There's o- So it goes back to there's always an excuse. And this main excuse is it's everybody else's fault except my own, you know, or, you know, I'm still overweight and I can't lose the weight because of something that this kid said to me in fifth grade. I could be using that as an excuse. And I did. I did for years of, well, I got bullied all the time for my weight. So that's one of the reasons I can't get my shit together and like love who I am, right? It's always someone else's fault. So if you get nodding your head, yes, again, keep on listening. (laughs) Number three, girl, if you are the queen of throwing the massive pity party of the year, and this is like the rager that goes on for days, you have a victim's mindset. Now, let me say this. Whenever we get bad news, we tend to have, you know, a lot of us will have, like I tell myself, 
girl, you can have a pity party, but it has a time limit. And once that time limit is up, that's it. Move on. We're talking about the pity party that goes on and on and on and on, right? And a pity party is the situation where, okay, let's say um, you get laid off from your job and you're going to mope around the house for months at a time, right? And yes, it's sad. You cry, you scream, you get mad. And because you got laid off, now you're back in the food, shoving it in your face. And now you're gaining the weight and you're hating your body and you're just sitting on the couch, not doing anything for yourself. And it's everyone else's fault. It's the job's fault that you gained weight. It's the job's fault that you can't stop eating, right? Yes, they laid you off, but they didn't force you to binge eat. They didn't force you to gain weight and they didn't force you to hate your body because of it. So the pity party You're entitled to have your pity party, but it can't last long. And I'm talking like less than a day. Less than a day. That's it. Um, But you have to at some point say, okay, I recognize I'm doing this. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I need to like just move forward. I need to get past this, right? So if you're constantly having pity parties for yourself, And staying in that pity party, staying in that place of, I feel sorry for myself, it's everybody else's fault, blah, 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 then you're carrying around the victim mindset, okay? Number, uh, what are we on? One, two, three. Number four. Okay, this is a big one. You think that everyone else is so lucky. Everyone else around you has it so good. And the person that has the victim mindset, there's two phrases that I hear all the time and it drives me insane. Number one, must be nice. And it's always said like that, right? It's, not, it's always said, must be nice. Must be nice to drive that car. Must be nice to live in that house. Must be nice to have that body. Must be nice to be able to lose weight. Right? It's always this sarcastic, must be nice. Then there's, you're so lucky. And I get this one. You're so lucky that you work at home. And I'm like, girl, I'm not lucky. I created. I didn't like the circumstance that I had. So I created my circumstance. I created what I wanted for myself. That's not luck. Right. So if you think that everyone around you is lucky, everybody else just must have it nice. But poor woe is me. Nothing happens for me. I never have any good luck. Everything good happens to every single person around me and not me. You're playing the part of the victim and the glass is always half empty. And if anyone challenges you and says. Just try to challenge you. Um. Of like, yeah, like I'm not lucky. I created my circumstance and you could do the same thing. If anyone says that to you and you're challenging that, you definitely have the victim mindset because they always challenge because they want to stay in the wet blanket of why me. And I think it was the last episode of the one before I talked about the whole wet blanket analogy when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So if you think that everything happens good for everyone else except you, you probably fall into the victim mindset. All right, so the next one is using the, um, kind of the excuse, I guess, but you're always too busy. I want to lose weight, but I'm too busy. 
I want to learn how to feel confident and take your course, Amy, but I'm too busy. And I hear that excuse a lot. I hear that excuse a lot of women that they know they need help. They know that I can help them and they know my group coaching course is for them, but they will say, I'm too busy. I don't have time. And that is such a BS excuse because, listen, we're all adults. We all have obligations. We all have responsibilities. We all are juggling however many things at a time, right? But we make time for what is important to us. And when you're living in the victim mindset, busy is used as a shield, Because if you can just tell someone, oh, I'm too busy, I got to take the kids here, and I got to party on Saturday, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and my job needs me here, then you can hide behind that, and you're blaming it on the fact that you're taking care of everyone else except yourself. And... That comes into like being playing the role of the martyr where, oh, everyone needs me and I can't take care of myself because I got to take care of everybody else. There's a healthy balance of like helping other people and then taking it too far. And that's actually an unhealthy behavior. It's an unhealthy behavior because deep down you're avoiding taking care of yourself and taking responsibility for yourself. But you can put it and hang it on the hook of, I'm too busy because I take care of all these people and I volunteer at all these places. And because I'm too busy, I don't have time, right? So if you're falling into that busy as a, I call it like the busy, the, the busy badge of honor, there's no honor in that. Now there, and, and again, each one of these things always has a caveat. There are seasons of life where we are too busy, But if this is like, and we're talking like when this is consistent, like you are consistently overbooking your calendar, overdoing it for every other person in your life, and you are never on that list, that's when you're using this as a coping skill. And that falls into the victim mindset because you get to blame it on everybody else because you're too busy. Um, And so when when you fall into this trap, and you're taking care of all these other people and you're and it looks like you're so busy all the time you've got to come forward and say what you need and what you want and learn how to say no okay um the next the next sign or the next way that you can tell if you're falling into the victim mindset is that you just don't take responsibility for your actions none None. There's no responsibility taken. Um, There's always, like we said, there's always an excuse. And so what this means when we're talking about like binge eating and bad body image is, well, if I hadn't got laid off, I got laid off. So that's how I gained all my weight. Or I had kids, I had two kids back to back, so that's why I gained all my weight and I have a a gut and I can't get rid of it and I hate my body because of it. It's because of the kids. It's because of this. It's because of that. And yeah, when you get pregnant, you gain weight. And sometimes when you get pregnant and you have the baby, you still have the weight. But you have to take responsibility at some point for that, right? Like, it happened. And even if something happens, like, like the layoff situation, like, yeah, I got laid off. It happened. I didn't want it to happen. 
I had no control over that happening, but you know what? I have control over how I deal with it now. So I have my little mini pity party. I get on and I move forward and I take responsibility for the actions that I took. Um, and I think this one about not taking responsibility for actions really is like a blanket statement for everything that we're talking about. Because ultimately, when you're playing the role of the victim, you don't take responsibility. Everything is someone else's fault. And as long as you're doing that, you don't have to change, right? Because as long as you stay playing the victim, there's no expectation from yourself that you have to change. And I think for me personally, like many, many years ago, that's why I used to fall into that is I would like get it going. Let's say I'm getting on the weight loss wagon. I'm losing the weight and then something happens and then I can use that as an excuse, well, it never works out because X, Y, Z. It never works out because if that wouldn't have happened, then I could have kept going. And it doesn't have to be anything negative. This can be, you know, if we wouldn't have gone on that, we went on vacation and I ate everything I wanted to eat and now I can't get back on track. You can get back on track. Right? Or, or hey, the weather's getting warmer again and none of my clothes fit. And then you're blaming it on everything that happened 500 years ago and not taking responsibility for your part in that. So another thing, too, um, and why people stay in the victim, the victim mindset, it's that wet blanket. The wet blanket is uncomfortable, but it's familiar. And if you take the wet blanket off, it's really cold. Right. And another reason that people love to stay in the victim mindset is they like they actually like the sympathy. Because when you say, oh, I broke my leg and, you know, my great uncle twice removed passed away and I got in a car accident this morning and, um, you know, my husband's out of town for four months. You get sympathy. People give you sympathy and you get you are. um What's the word? Like you get and like it gives you power. Like it makes you feel like, oh, that's how I get attention, right? I get attention when I talk about all the negative things. So a lot of people stay playing the victim because they don't know how to do anything else. They don't know how to share things that are positive that are going on, the the good things that are going on. And maybe it's because... Whenever you have tried to share those things in the past, no one gives a shit. Or at least in your eyes, they don't give a shit. Um, so back to, you know, what do you do with this now? You know, if you have recognized yourself in any of these actions that we talked about. So let's just recap what they are for a second. So number one is you always have an excuse. Number two is it's everyone else's fault. Number three is you're the pity party queen. Number four is you think everyone else around you is so lucky. Must be nice. Um, And the next one is you're just too busy. So the reason you're not getting, 
your goals accomplished is because you're too busy. And lastly, you never take responsibility for your actions and you enjoy the sympathy. So if any of those things are resonating with you or you're like, oh my gosh, I do that. Oh my gosh, I I definitely do that. We've got to change that because as long as you stay in the mindset of playing the victim and not taking responsibility, how are you ever going to start making positive changes forward into becoming irresistible you? Because a big piece that I teach in my coaching course is breaking the rules. And breaking the rules is where we dive deep and we say, okay, what BS stories are you telling yourself? What is it that you tell yourself about yourself that you believe to be true? And we start to dive deeper and deeper into that. And because... And I know this because I, from experience, you can't start working on yourself. You can't start moving forward and believing the good stuff until you break the rules that are holding you back. And some of those things that are holding you back is wallowing in the victim mindset because it's familiar, because you get attention. You're get, it's negative attention, but you're getting attention. Nonetheless, Um, so now that you know this and you start to recognize it, what do you do now? How do you move forward? And so number one is you, and I know this is like kind of cliche, but the first step is admitting and it's admit and like it was for me years ago, like my husband calling me out and me actually admitting, yeah, I do that. I do do that. I, I do play into the victim mindset. I do that. I don't do it now, but I used to, I used to do it all the time. You should do it all the time. So number one is admit that you're doing this in the first place. And then number two, and this is what I say all the time, is once you admit something, now you have a choice. And you either choose to do something about it and move forward, or you choose to stay under your wet blanket. Right? And the thing about this stuff is, you know, when you're in the victim mindset, it's not like you're sitting here saying, okay, I'm going to throw a pity party for myself. Ooh, I'm going to tell myself it's everyone else's fault. Then I don't have to take responsibility for my actions, for my weight, for my body image, right? This stuff is subconscious. You're just doing it. And that's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's learned behavior. It's ingrained. And we have to get in there and, and pull it out and say, yep, you're blaming everything on everybody else and we can't do that anymore. Now we have to we have a choice and we have to do something different. So number 2 is deciding to change the victim mindset because you can get rid of it. You can change it. This isn't like and as a victim, you might or victim mindset, you might be sitting here going, "No, this is just how I am and I'm not going to change." Then you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> uh number 3 is Once you make that decision to change, now you take ownership. You take all the ownership. Yep, this is the weight that I'm at. I've gained a lot of my weight back. I gained it back and um, it was my fault. It was because I decided. And and at the same time, be be, uh, empathetic to yourself because let's say you gained weight because of a, a tragic loss in your family. You can be empathetic to yourself to say, you know what? I was going through a really hard time. And the way that I used to deal with things is I used food as a coping skill. So you're not blaming 
the situation on the loss. You're not, um, you know, you're taking ownership, but you're also giving yourself some grace that I didn't know any better at the time. And I chose to use food as a way to deal and cope with my emotions that I didn't want to deal with. That is moving forward from the victim mindset. But the victim mindset is I gained all my weight because so-and-so died. And you're not, excuse me, you're not taking ownership of how you dealt with that. Does that, I hope that makes sense. Like you still have to give yourself grace and empathy and like understand that you didn't know any better. And so you chose to do the thing that was comfortable for you. And you look at that version of yourself. You look at that woman with some type of empathy and not hatred. Uh, Number four is to focus on gratitude. I want you instead, like this really breaks out of that must be nice, they're so lucky mentality. I want you to focus on what you have and not what you don't have. Because as long as you focus on what everyone else has, and your perceived your perception that they have it so easy and that they have all the things that you want you're never going to feel like you're good enough and so i want you to focus on what you have what you can control and then express your gratitude for that right so like for me we're still in our um our starter home, I like to call it our first house. And it's not the house of my dreams. I don't like living here anymore. I don't like the neighborhood. Um, And I can get really hung up in seeing other people moving into their dream homes. Like I'm 37. I felt like by now I would be in my dream home, right? And I'm not. So when I focus on what everyone else has and the homes that they're buying and the neighborhoods they're moving into, I get in a really negative space and then I fall into the victim trap versus if I show gratitude, like, thank God I have a house that is safe and warm and holds all of our things. And we have so many memories here and I can show gratitude for that. I don't have time to think about so-and-so and and so-and-so and what they're getting. Who cares? Good for them. I'll be there one day. And so will you. So let's focus on what we have, and we do that by gratitude, journaling, writing down what you're grateful for every single day. Um, The next thing is take control. Empower yourself. And what I mean by that is when you are in the victim mindset, you feel that everything is out of your power and your control. And when you decide to change and address your victim mindset, you're taking back the control and saying, you know what, this is when you admit, I can't control the lemons that life is going to throw at me, but I can control the lemonade I make. And girl, I'm making pink lemonade, okay? Like I get to control how I make the lemonade from those lemons. I control that. I control that piece. And when and when you finally recognize this, it is so effing empowering. Now I use a story as an example. So um, when my grandmother, she, uh, she passed away of cancer and it was a long, like almost a year journey that we went through all of that with the treatments and getting hospitalized and then going into, um, you know, the, the not hospice care, but like the, the rehab care and all that where she was, she was going to pass. And 
it was a really hard time of my life. Like it was a really, really hard time because I just knew at any moment, any day I was going to get the phone call. And I could have said, you know what? I'm just going to eat to cope with my emotions because that's what was always familiar to me. And I said, no, you know what? I can't control that she got cancer. I can't control that the cancer is taking her life. I can only control what goes in my mouth and how much I want to be active, right? And so my way of coping with that was knowing that I had control over my actions and what went into my mouth. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what else do I really have control over? Not much. Not much. So for me, like getting on the treadmill and working out was how I dealt with that situation. And I would get on the treadmill and the tears would just like pour out of my eyes because my body was releasing all those, those feelings, all of that stress. So when you realize that you actually have control over what goes in your mouth, you have control over how you feel about your body, you have control over whether you want to work on your confidence or whether you want to continue to not feel confident and stare at the floor and hunch your shoulders over, that is empowerment. And you have the ability to take back your ownership and take back the control. And go make your pink lemonade. So we're going to start wrapping things up. So I hope you got something from this episode. I hope that there was a nugget in there that really resonated with you. And if there was, I want to know what it was. So head on over to iTunes, leave a rating and review, and tell me what was the most beneficial part of this podcast episode for you. Or you can join us over in my free Facebook group, Irresistible You, where we're going to be chatting a little bit more about this episode as well. And if you feel like, you know what, I resonate with all of this, this is me, Um, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. I want you to book a call with me. I am opening up a couple of different slots where you and I can jump on the phone together and we can talk about what's going on and I will walk you through. um, I call it a confidence clarity call and we're really going to start to pinpoint and identify where the areas are in your life that you need to start working on and how to move forward and how you and I can work together because I do have the solutions if you're willing to to um, implement. So on that note, you guys, um, I'm going to sign off of here until the next one. Stay irresistible.